Here on today's broadcast of Graceful Truth, our teacher and pastor, Steve Converse, continues with our series, More Power to You. We're looking at James chapter 2, verse 17. Join us. Graceful Truth is next. Faith. It's something you do. It takes actions that are consistent with what you're asking for. Actions even when you aren't sure of the end result and actions even when you don't feel like it. Hello and welcome to Graceful Truth with Pastor Steve Converse from Grace Bible Church in Redwood City. We're in James chapter 2 today, verse 17, message taken from our series, More Power to You. Faith. It's something you do. Join us as we seek to understand this dynamic in our Christian walk. Here's Pastor Steve Converse with today's broadcast of Graceful Truth. Last week we looked at, began a series, More Power to You. And we looked in Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 to 29. And we talked a little bit about uh, what do we expect concerning our faith. And this series is about our faith. Sometimes we need to review the basic things in our Christian lives that will help us grow and nurture uh, in Christ. And so today I want us to look at a message entitled, Faith is Something You Do. Faith is Something You Do. Turn over in your Bibles to James chapter 2, verse 17. James chapter 2, verse 17. You know, it's a simple fact that sometimes life feels good. And unfortunately, sometimes life doesn't. And we need to be aware of that, especially in our day and age that we live in today. And in James chapter 2, verse 17... It reads, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith by itself, if it doesn't have works, is dead. Sometimes when those relationships are working and the money's coming in and the bills are getting paid and your health is good and the kids are behaving and your employees are doing their job and the business is thriving, Life can feel pretty good at those moments. But then again, as we talked about last week, there are times when this simply doesn't happen. There are times when vacancies are created in our lives. Needs aren't immediately met. Problems aren't immediately solved. And these situations, as we found out last week, for the most part are divine invitations to put our faith into action. They are God-ordained opportunities to experience His overcoming, overwhelming power in your life. God doesn't respond to your needs. He doesn't respond to your wants. He responds to your faith. He cares about your needs. Don't get me wrong. He wants to meet them. 
But it's your faith that moves him to action. He cares about your wants. The Bible tells us he wants to give us the desires of your heart. But it's your faith that opens up the hand of God. And for this reason, you can only go so far in life as your faith is strong enough to take you. And this is what we saw last week in the first message of this series, More Power to You. This series is about faith. It's about how to tap into its potential. What we'll see in this series is that faith is the key that unlocks the power of God in your life. This isn't some mystical name it and claim it message. As we saw last week, it's where faith begins with that attitude of expectancy. Choosing to expect God's best in every situation. And that key word there is choosing. See, faith is a choice that you make. But that's not all it is. There's so much more to faith than just working up a positive mental attitude. I remember early on in the Christian life when I began exploring the concept of how faith works. I had the idea that faith would be a stronger feeling in my heart or in my spirit. That it would manifest itself somehow with a sense of certainty, devoid of any doubt. I thought that when I became a person of, quote, great faith, I could actually pray for specific things, miracles, at times, and I would know and I would feel that God was about to do a great thing. Well, <laughs> as I've learned over the years, here's the problem with that kind of thinking. I had the idea that faith is a feeling. That faith resides in my gut. If you feel right, then you've got faith. If you don't feel right, then you don't have faith. So when I would pray, I would try to work up these feelings of faith. <laughs> Sometimes I was able to do it. Sometimes I wasn't. And when my prayers weren't answered in the right way, the way I thought they would be answered, I would think I must not have felt it enough. I must not have that faith. And I was going about it all wrong. My Christian life was a roller coaster of emotion. I want you to understand that faith is not something you feel. Faith is something you decide. Faith is something you do. It's a choice you make to think a certain way. It's a choice you make to act a certain way. When you want to engage your faith, it's not about engaging your feelings. It's about engaging your thoughts and engaging your actions. That's why last week we talked about how faith begins with an attitude of expectancy. This week... I want us to look at how you express your faith through what you do. James, the brother of Jesus, wrote this in James chapter 2, verse 17. Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied 
by action or works is dead. The verses later, he said in verse 26, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Do you know that you can have a faith that is dead? You could have a faith, all right, but it would be dead. Works means corresponding actions. Faith without corresponding actions is dead. That's what James is saying. He doesn't say that faith without corresponding feelings is dead. He doesn't say that faith without some kind of emotional rush is dead. He says faith without works, without those corresponding actions, is dead. See, if you want to ignite your faith, you back it up with what you do. That's what we're called to do in Scripture. Today I want to talk to you about three ways that we can begin to put our faith into action. Three ways into which we can put our faith into action. First of all, take actions that are consistent with what you're asking for. Take actions that are consistent with what you're asking for. A few years years ago, I had a brother who pretty much, my brother Bob smoked all his life. He's even an alcoholic most of his life. And I remember him getting sick, having to go into the hospital, and they found out that he had severe blockage in most of the arteries around his heart. And he had to go in for emergency bypass surgery. Full bypass. And when he came out of that surgery, he had to be on a ventilator for almost two weeks. And he told me, he said, boy, I wish I could get off this. This is the worst thing ever. And most people don't have to be on a ventilator that long, but he had abused his body physically for so many years, the doctors were afraid to take him off it any earlier. And I remember when he finally got off that ventilator, he made a commitment to God and to me and to others. The reason I had to stay on that ventilator, he said, is because I smoked all my life and didn't take care of myself, and that's going to change from now on. From that point on, he stopped drinking. He stopped smoking immediately. The doctors were even a little concerned because it was such a shock to his system coming out of such a serious surgery. They didn't know if that was the best prescription for him to stop all these bad habits at once. But that's exactly what he did. Now, he was asking God through that time to help him get better, but he was also putting his actions in consistency with what he was asking for. And his health did turn around for a period of time. And he eventually went to be with the Lord after a couple years later. 
His corresponding actions increased the power of his faith. He was asking God to restore his faith, but he also had to change some of his own habits. There are things that you might be believing God to accomplish in your life. You need to ask yourself, what actions can I take that are consistent with what I'm asking God to do? See, we have a tendency to say, when and if God solves this problem of mine, well, then I'll get serious about doing it right. Well, when God heals my marriage, then I'll be a better husband or a better wife. If God gives me a better paying job, well, then then I can maybe give a little more, help out the needy, give a little more to the church. I'll be a harder worker employee if he just gives me a better job. When God resolves my financial problems, then I'll start being more generous with people. When God heals my body, I'll start taking care of myself. See, we need to understand, beloved, that there will not be a when (laughs) unless we start taking action now. That's the key. Actions that are consistent with what we are asking God to do. Do you want to ignite your faith? Start taking steps now that are consistent with what you are asking and trusting God to do. Well, here's the second thing. Not just take actions that are consistent with what you are asking God to do, but take actions even when you aren't sure of the end result. Step of faith. Take actions even when you aren't sure of the end result. I mean, my brother started taking actions when he was still sick. And he had a little respite in his health and he got somewhat better. Got to feeling pretty good. But eventually another form of cancer took his life. There's no guarantees. Few things in life come with a guarantee. But one of the ways we express faith is to take action even when we don't have the certainty about how things will turn out. I remember when I graduated from Bible college and I was headed back to Pennsylvania and I stopped in Park City, Utah to get some gas. It was a Sunday evening. It was raining. And my plan was to maybe get some gas and just head on down the road. And as I was talking to my brother on the phone back in Pennsylvania, it started to snow. And I remember taking a step of faith and saying, you know, I might hang out here for a couple days and just see what happens. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, it's a ski town. I like to ski. I'm not in any hurry. Um, I was heading back to Pennsylvania for Thanksgiving. Well, I never made it. I ended up staying in Park City, Utah for that whole winter. So happened that God arranged a little Southern Baptist mission church there and got plugged in with them, helped them with their music. Didn't even have a place to live. God had that all arranged. Slept in my car for almost a week in this frigid (laughs) cold. But God knew what he was doing. And at the end of that year, right after Christmas, the pastor of that little mission church resigned. Didn't like the cold. He wanted to go back to Georgia. He went back to Georgia. And they asked me just to fill in. Could you just fill in for a couple months till we can get a full-time pastor? I said, sure. 
So each week I'd come and help with the music and visit the folks and prepare a little message. And eventually ended up back in Pennsylvania in the middle of May. See, God had that all planned out. But I had to take that step of faith. I had to do something that felt uncomfortable, be in a place I didn't know anybody. There'll be times when you step out in faith and it might hurt a little bit. There'll be times when you step out in faith and you don't get the results you want. There'll be times when God comes right through right away. And for his reasons, there's a blessing. So you need to take that step even when you don't know what will happen. Even when you don't know how long it will take to happen. Even when there's a good chance you might have to suffer a bit in the process. We demonstrate our faith when we're willing to step into uncertainty and endure the necessary hardship that it might bring. It's a very, very important point. Take actions, even when you aren't sure of the end result. Well, here's the third thing quickly. I want to, to see about expre- I want you to see about expressing your faith through what you do. Not only take actions that are consistent with what you're asking for. Not only take actions even when you aren't sure of the end result. But thirdly, take actions even when you don't feel like it. Even when you don't feel like it. There are a lot of things in life that we have to do even though we don't feel like it. Sometimes we do things and we feel like we're just wasting our time. Just going through the motions. But you know what? If it's what God has called us to do, it doesn't matter whether we feel like doing it or not. There are times when you step out in faith and you catch yourself thinking, what's the use? I've been at this a long time. What's the use? This isn't fun. It isn't easy. Sometimes it doesn't even feel good. See, there'll be times when you say, I'm trusting God to save my marriage. But you know what? I don't feel like being nice to my wife today. Or I'm trusting God to create a bond between my children. But unfortunately today, I just feel like yelling at them. Or I'm trusting God to heal my finances. But today I don't want to save. I don't even want to tithe. Matter of fact, I just want to run out there and just splurge. There are times when you just don't feel like taking the step of faith. Following through on corresponding actions. I believe that God is pleased with all the steps of faith that we take. I really do. But those steps we take in the face of uncertainty, those steps we take in the face of fear, somehow I think get us a little extra mileage, you might say. 
And those steps we take in the face of discouragement or frustration or just plain stubborn resistance, they get us a lot of extra mileage. God is especially pleased, beloved, when we choose to live by faith and not by feelings. He is pleased when we choose to do what's right rather than what is just simply merely convenient. Remember, faith is not something you feel. Faith is something you decide. Faith is something that you do. If you want to see God work great things in your life, I encourage you to decide now to adopt an attitude of expectation in His goodness, in His mercy, and in His willingness to pour down blessings on your life. Decide now that this is what you will expect. Decide now that this is what you will trust God to bring about in your life. And then, secondly, begin to do things that are consistent with what you're asking for. Make decisions as if God has already healed you, blessed you, changed your marriage, so forth and so on. Continue to follow the path of those decisions even when the outcome might be iffy. Even when the road gets bumpy. And press on when you don't feel like pressing on. Please don't let discouragement or laziness stop you from missing all that God has for you. Father, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, we ask that you would help us to Remember these three points. Lord, as we look back on our Christian lives, help us to understand that faith is something that we do. And first of all, Lord, we need to take actions that are consistent with what we're asking you to do. Give us the faith to do that. Secondly, help us take actions even when we're unsure of the end result. And then thirdly, help us to take actions even when we don't feel like it. That's probably the hardest one. Sometimes our will gets weak. We don't desire to do the things that honor you, that please you. Father, in those times we ask that you would take over by the power of your spirit. Encourage our hearts to do those things that would honor you glorify you, build us up in our faith, and allow others to see the glory of God in our lives in this lost and dying world. We thank you, Father. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for spending time with us here today on Graceful Truth, the ministry of Grace Bible Church here in Redwood City. It's our prayer here at Graceful Truth that God would reveal His grace to your hearts through the teaching of His Word each week. And we trust you're currently involved in a Bible teaching church in your area. 
If not, we'd love to have you come and visit us here at Grace Bible Church in Redwood City. We meet each Sunday morning for our praise and worship service at 10 a.m. We offer nursery care and Sunday school classes for our children up to grade five. And if you would like to encourage us here at Graceful Truth, please give us a call at Grace Bible Church here in Redwood City. Our phone number is 650-366-9923. That's 650-366-9923. We meet at 2225 Euclid Avenue here in Redwood City. Directions are on our website, gracefultruth.org, or again, simply call 650-366-9923. That's 650-366-9923. And again, we'd love to have you join us for worship. Simply call for directions or go to our website, gracefultruth.org. While you're at our website, make sure to check out the resource materials available from us here at Graceful Truth, including past programs of Graceful Truth that you can download for free. Gracefultruth.org is where to go. If you're writing to us, our address is 2225 Euclid Avenue. That's 2225 Euclid Avenue. We're here in Redwood City. The zip code is 94061. And again, our phone number is 650-366-9923. That's 650-366-9923. We thank you for spending time with us today and trust we'll see you next week at this same time for another broadcast of Graceful Truth with Pastor Steve Converse.